hate. I really okay. appreciate how much y'all like the stuff that I hate. Like, that's really comforting just because I never, <laughs> you know, my friends really aren't into necessarily this kind of music, or at least the friends that I have now. Um, like, so it's just interesting to get affirmation for things that I thought that I would never really, or like have been long past, I guess. Yeah. We can maybe, can I put that in? Can, can we come back in yeah. on that? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I think so. Awesome. Welcome <laughs> back fine. to the long play listening party. Uh, Howie from Mr. Furious Records here, whole crew, Nate, Royce, and guest Faith Maddox. Um, we're going to be listening to Faith's uh, newest EPs in just a second. She's also working on new music uh, to be out, hopefully, in early 2022. But yeah, I mean, if there's one thing we can do, um, making artists feel good about their work is, like, number one with a bullet. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to, we have a few minutes before the uh, the music starts. Do you want to tell us about, we're going to skip ahead and tell us about what you're working on and kind of how how the writing went, how the recording's going and, and kind of what your vision is for that? Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> so I have got, I've gotten six songs tracked with guitar, vocals, and drums. Um, only four of the songs on the album have drums. Um, I do like kind of that minimal vibe. And a lot of what I'm playing now is very, I don't know, how to, it's very minimal, um, which is intentional. Um, and I'd like to build that out more. But yeah, I started writing this after I released Six Foot Shadow, probably like a month later. That was a really hard EP for me to release. And I can talk more about that like when we get to that. Um, but I just started feeling really dissatisfied with music and feeling really isolated in creation. I mean, that was also like height of the pandemic, like 20, fall of 2020. School was entirely online. I absolutely hated it. I was really struggling to connect with people, you know, because I saw the same five people every day that like, you know, were in our immediate like homes and stuff. So I was just, I don't know. I, I felt very, I don't know. This sounds really sad, but like nobody appreciated what I was doing. And I, I don't really create music for that validation. But like even from my close friends, it was something that I just felt kind of upset with. And so I stopped making music for like a month, which for me is like kind of a long time. Um, and so I, I've always been really interested in applying literature um, and like the literature that I enjoy to my music. And so two of um, on Year Without a Summer, one of the songs is named after my favorite book. And then on my new album, two of the songs are either based on a book or incorporating lines from a poem. And so I started out with this very simple melody that I thought just sounded very weird because honestly I was like smoking a shit ton of lavender joints at that point and was like really <laughs> into King Cruel and stuff like that and I was like I want to make something like this <laughs> and um, so I started coming up with like very like simple and very dissonant melodies and I was like holy shit this would actually work really well with this Sylvia Plath poem like I feel like there's so much like intertextuality and like overlap of tone that I think could be really cool here um, and so, yeah, I wrote this piece, um, which is also one that will probably be harder. To, I've only played it live once, um, because it is, it has to do a lot with like sexual violence and things like that. Um, and so I started with that and then wrote a few more songs in the same vein of like that dissonant King Cruel-esque. I can't even really call it that. It's not quite that sophisticated, 
but I was like, I don't like doing this past this one song. I don't like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and so kind of, I don't know. I, I just slowly over the last, like, holy shit, it's been like a year. Like over the last year, I've written nine songs. Um, and each of them are very different. One of them, Sputnik Sweetheart, which is based off of the book, um, that is also by the author that is the author of my favorite book that's on the first album. Sorry if that sounds really convoluted. Um, yeah. Nope, it, not at all. Yeah, it uh, is much more in line with my earlier work in terms of like rhythm um, and uh, tapping and things like that. And so mm-hmm. I just kind of slowly realized that I wanted to make a variety of songs, um, some that were really toned down um, and were more vulnerable and intentional with specific themes and then other ones that were just really angry because I I started feeling a lot of anger for the first time in my life um, around 2020 and 2021, a lot of like bottled up resentment for various things. Um, And I was like, I need to find some way to like not let this affect me on a daily basis. (laughs) So yeah. 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 I think you found about the best outlet there is or one of the best. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, writing helps too, but often it makes me more angry. So it mm. kind of, if I'm just sitting down and typing or working on my thesis, which is a lot to do with that as well, I just, mm. yeah, <laughs> not always the best outlet. Right. Mm. But yeah, and then right now I'm organizing a shoot with the person who did my senior photos to get the album cover done, hopefully in early November. And then, um, what else do I need to do? I think that's really, I just need to get it mixed and mastered and figure out who I'm going to have to do that for me because that is not something I trust myself to do. So, mm. yeah. Well, sounds like it's coming along. Suggestions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if, did you, so you recorded it yourself? Yes. Um, I bought uh, just like. And, and did you say you're using Logic now? I am. So I have like a little Scarlet interface, like the most basic thing that I could buy. And it actually, you know, I kind of, I love it. Yeah. Once I bought that, I was like, how did I not buy one of these sooner? Like I was kind of upset that I didn't know that that was a thing that I could just do. Um, And then I've been driving to my mom's house in Topeka a few times a week to record vocals in my old bedroom. So that's been really interesting because I don't really have the space in my apartment. So. I got you. You got your sound dialed in in your old bar, uh, old bedroom. It definitely ISO helps. Set up. Oh, sorry. What were you gonna say? I said little ISO booth set up. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> it, it helps with the nostalgic elements of the album that I probably wouldn't be able to get into. Um, yeah, at makes here. sense. Yeah. 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 Double Whiskey Coke off of Year Without a Summer. Uh, connecting back to uh, Nate there. There we go. <laughs> and Faith, you said this was, uh, you did this one in a studio, right? 
Yes, I did. I recorded this with Riley at Ken Records. Um, he had done sound for my show at the Rhino, and yeah, that was, he just reached out to me and was like, hey, if you ever want to record something, let me know. And I was like, yeah, sure, sounds good. I've got like four songs. Want to do it? Well, I had four songs. I was going to record Twin Flame professionally, and then I wrote Norwegian Wooden Passing, um, and I was like, oh, I like this better, and I don't really want to deal with Twin Flame ever again. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> worked out and i love i mean it's it's a recognizable sound it's a great sound it's a little you know there's a little more extension but it's it's still very much you that minimalism thing definitely no the guitar stylistically i definitely you know can tell but like you said howie there's or and, and you're saying it's it, there's just a little more extension to to the ideas and I really like the changes you're you're doing here thank you drums that could go in here exactly that's what i was gonna say i was just gonna say I, I didn't really hear the math rock stuff until we started talking but all of a sudden like right i'm hearing yeah, something yeah. like oh yeah it's right there and i want to i want to get behind the kit you know yeah i mean honestly like i've wanted to add drums and i'm excited to finally have drums from somebody that i trust on my new album um because I really liked what Riley did, but I felt like I couldn't convey a lot of what I wanted. And so with the person who's drumming on my new album, I, he's my partner's like high school friend, and like we're really close, and I trust him a lot. And I just sent him guitar tracks. I didn't even send him anything else. And I was like, here it is with a click. Can you drum to this? And he came over with the stems um, a few weeks ago, and we like lined them up. And I started crying because I was like, you read my mind. Like I've never been able yeah. to convey so much of what I wanted. And like my band experience. Where's he from? He's from Olathe. Um, yeah, just went to, I don't know a lot of like the music schools or programs in Kansas City, but was like a jazz drummer. And so also liked a lot of math rock in high school. So we just kind of speak the same musical language. Um, is it okay if we ask his name? Yeah, his name is Jared Crowley. Jared Crowley, okay. Yeah. And then a, a lot of the issues with my old band is that like the people that I played with would often just like diminish my ideas or like not listen to me even though they were songs that I had written and I was totally open to collaboration but were just like mm -hmm. this is dumb or things like that I mean they were like 17 year old boys so I get it like as an adult I'm like yeah <laughs> that makes sense um no no hate to 17 year old boys across the world but also mildly um so that's how that, that's how, a great how. album title <laughs> no, it just, that would actually be. I think I have something on my notes list that's like vaguely similar to that. So. Yeah, I was about to say you should type that in. <laughs> See what comes out of that. Yeah. I like that. Not many people make it past my doorstep. 
keep my favorite books please don't laugh and it's very it's like conversational it's very it's it's emotionally direct but not so much in a diary sort of style it's it's a i guess it goes back to that reciprocity and that um that kind of mutual vulnerability it, it does it feels like you're talking right in the ear Thank you. That's definitely something I'm going for a lot more with my newer stuff as well. And Porchlight is, of all of my older stuff, the one that I think has aged the best besides my like demos, which I actually do still really like um, from Six Foot Shadow. But Porchlight is like lyrically the one that I think stands the test of time for myself just because it isn't as like... I'm 18 and I want attention and like I feel like I can't find love, you know, which is very like typical and I think a good subject matter, but I think Porchlight is still in like timely in a lot of ways for me personally. Yeah, to all the 18 year olds out there, definitely just go ahead and do write the songs about the angst and the ups and the downs and just go ahead and write them it's that's good stuff you'll be glad that you did yeah. definitely it might be hard to listen to when you're 21 but you'll thank yourself every year still like i would not have learned any of this stuff if i hadn't have made any of this There's little harmonics in the, on the right side. Riley did such a great job with that. I never would have thought to add harmonies to my stuff. And all of those were one takes, pretty much, um, of me just like harmonizing, making different harmonies. Because I was an alto and tenor in choir, and so I predominantly harmonized. So I really enjoyed doing that a lot. I love those harmonies. Thank you. So you're saying there's going to be versions of these songs with math rock drums. Potentially. <laughs> if they will, maybe maybe some of them will make it to the band stage. I, there are a few songs um, that I'm thinking about just bringing over to whatever project after releasing them, because I just want to get them done and released, but I would like them to, you know, be performed in that manner. Well, if I can selfishly uh, claim dibs on Porsche Light to remix <laughs> at some point, I would like to do that right now. Totally, yeah. If you feel free, honestly. I, yeah, I think that'd be sick. Sweet. Yeah, I'd love to. What's, uh, is that a dog barking in the back? Oh, sorry, I think that's me in my open window. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if it was in the song. And I was I've like, got wow. some background noises, but not dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I 
that was an interesting choice. <laughs> I need to listen to the lyrics a little more. said you started piano and being a keyboard player i'm wondering if you're ever inclined to put like keyboards or synths or anything else in any of this so because there's I'm, a lot of like harmonic and melodic possibilities with a lot of space with a lot of space yeah definitely it's definitely something um because i ended up buying um a midi last year around the same time that i bought the scarlet um and I've used it very, very briefly because honestly, anytime I'm near a keyboard or a piano, I'm like, oh fuck, like I really, I, I can't do this. Like this just reminds Man. me of being forced to play to a metronome. And like, mm. I just, some part of me feels very hostile towards any sort of keyboard these days. Um, that's kind it's of gotten like better. A PTSD towards, towards uh, piano yeah. <laughs> in some ways. That's I very, mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I, I, I am thinking about adding MIDI and stuff, especially to my new album. There are a few songs that I think it would really benefit benefit from that, but I don't know. Yeah. I get it. You don't, you know, you don't write songs and record. It doesn't sound like to to relive, you know, those hours of practice, right? It's, it's a totally different thing. The, you see the keyboard, you think, well, this isn't fun. Yeah. yeah, I know that disappoints my mother, but yeah. <laughs> you got plenty of time. You gotta. Yeah. Maybe you'll come back to it. Maybe not. But you that's gotta go. To say, There's, you know, that's the kind of stuff. Maybe you might come back to, in in a fresh and un um what I'm looking for unsoiled way. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely, I think it's in the cards at some point, you know, I, it's gotten easier over the years. I mean, even now, like my old pianos at my mom's house are like keyboard. And so if she's like, nobody is around and I know that she's not home and I'm there, like for some reason, I will sometimes play. I've never confessed this before just because like I do, like there is a part of me that like feels, it feels very natural to me, but I also just have to get the metronome, like, you know, like what is it uh ruler on the wrists like mindset out of my head yeah oh that's strict yep that was a beautiful vocal part just there thank you in case you guys missed it song is this? Misconnections. I really love where your vocal's sitting in this recording. Like it just sounds perfect. Thank you. 
This is definitely one of my favorite tracks from that record as well, just like vocally, the way that a lot of that stuff is layered. Um, yeah. What is this I'm hearing right here? Is that your vocal? I think so. Is that like a vocal just that? Can y'all hear that? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's almost like a slowed down cymbal or something. Is that it? A lot, of, like a lot of stuff was done in, like, post. I don't know if that applies to music, if doing something in post. I'm around a lot of film yeah. majors, so I, <laughs> I'm just used to saying that. Um, so, honestly, like, some of the stuff, I don't even know. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Thanks, Riley. And, like, I didn't think Got much you. beyond that. I just really trusted him with his expertise on this. imagine where your newer writing has gone this seems i mean this is a beautiful melody the guitar is a, a little simpler does this kind of help give us a little picture of where you've been more recently yeah i mean yeah honestly i hadn't really thought about this, this is also one that i hadn't really listened to in a while but yeah definitely I don't know. Honestly, a lot of my stuff is even more stripped down than this at this point. I mean, I've got one song that's like three chords and just like very minimal picking and all vocal than like one line of vocals. I'll probably add harmonies later on, but like when I say like minimal, I mean almost nothing. Um, Cool. On some of them, not all of them. guitar parts right this is a glass bones paper skin for uh for all the listeners out there out of curiosity does anybody get that reference spongebob i've got glass bones and paper skin (laughs) i don't i was not excellent spongebob as a child and so i was like oh this would be super funny (laughs) i love it I always do titles last, even like in my actual pieces, like for writing my thesis, I had to attach like a title to the top of the doc. And I was like, I don't have any ideas. So if you have recommendations, please tell me. Um, So usually my titles are kind of a joke or a reference to something um, or just pulled from that list. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes they're more specific to the actual song. It really depends. But I also just kind of like embedding things like there, one of the songs on Six Foot Shadow is a reference to Burrito King and Lawrence. Uh, so. 
Yeah. Which we're coming up to next. So I'm about to check out. That is. I don't have your um, subtlety, and I don't know if this is. I I hope this reference lands. I don't know if it will or not, though. But I'm working on a, a massive album of synthesizer music, and I needed titles. And um, I had the album title only mostly dead um, <laughs> in my head. So I watched The Princess Bride and wrote down lines of dialogue that could work as song titles. And so the the album will be Princess Bride quotes in the order they appear in the movie all the way down the list. That's sick. I love that. That's such a good movie. And I feel like such a good movie to pull quotes from because people who like really enjoy it or watch that a lot will probably get it or at least recognize mm-hmm. like the verbiage. Absolutely. The plot will replay in your head as you read down the list of, of titles. <laughs> That's so cool. I've done that, not to that maybe specific, specific degree, but in generally for Breaking Bad. All right. <laughs> Very cool. I'll, I admit that. Uh, I Which project was it, Nate? Finished. It's not for anything. I, it's, it's in my phone like you have in your phone. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Like like uh, album or song titles or concepts or something. Yeah, that would be really cool. Like not even concept album, but just something to arrange. I guess would be interesting. <laughs> but yeah, tell it. You know, maybe having it, it sequenced in, in that order would be interesting too. But this is the Burrito King reference song. Is it? Yep, is it Ninth in Illinois. They've got the only veggie chorizo soft taco in Lawrence, and maybe in the really? like regional era area. I honestly haven't looked for them anywhere. I have never felt the need. I only get these at like 1 a.m., so I don't think about any other place. <laughs> I think we know what the catering for the album release party is going to be. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that, but that would be so cool. That would be amazing. That'd be pretty sick. (laughs) I will say that their chips and guac is only good if you are not sober. Uh, That is the truth, unfortunately. But. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But. Yeah, and I can only have burritos when I'm not sober. (laughs) But their tacos. I can have the tacos pretty much any time. Definitely. Frito King can sponsor us if they want. <laughs> <laughs> Get at us, Burrito King. We'd be, we'd be proud to <laughs> talk about Burrito King on the long play. <laughs> Faith, so we're back to... Uh, uh, you, you produced this and recorded this on your own, right? I did, yes. So what was that like for you? I mean, I, it was, it's in Logic, and you just started using Logic, right? This one was done in GarageBand. Yeah. This was in GarageBand, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Same I've, technique? Huh? The same recording technique? 
pretty much a little different or no, no 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 not with this one this was like old school like what i had done before except with the slightly the mic that i'm using now um uh set up to my amp and this was recorded all with acoustic um guitar i have like a classical acoustic um and so this was the guitar parts were recorded in my bedroom i used to live in this loft above mass street that was very old and very gross but i recorded vocals in the kitchen and it's all so echoey and at the time i actually do still like that but the process for this was a lot different whereas previously recording music i'd been in a very small confined space here it was like quite the opposite um it was very echoey and i really could not find a way around that and I hadn't thought about that before, but the space is really different. Um, but it works, I mean, it works well. It, yeah, sounds great. This one was really frustrating to record this uh these like the cp I, I call them demos because i'm so i don't know because of how they were recorded i guess i just can't like right. equate it in my mind um to anything official like i've done before i guess but um i remember i think like half of my tracks got deleted after recording them initially and so i had to like start over and there's like a snapchat memory of me like crying on the kitchen floor being like all of my tracks are gone and i was so upset <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's I, gotta I, be I the worst one feeling. Time. Yeah. My very first album, I made it on this Roland Groove synth, and I went to save it to the card, and I hit the wrong button, and it started oh. deleting all of my files. And the way it would delete is it would light up all of the buttons on it, and they would go out <laughs> no. as your files got deleted. And you couldn't turn it off because it would destroy the machine. So you had to sit there and watch it. Oh my God. That's so much worse. That's awful. <laughs> so when you say, I, 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 I'm asking this because I am, you know, try, try my hand at the production thing. So like EQing or compressing or were you doing that kind of stuff? Honestly, I don't know. I was just kind of, I saw a bunch of dials in GarageBand and I was like, yeah. I think that this makes it sound better. Like I, I know, yeah. I, I vaguely remember doing EQ on, I think it was um, 2000 Dodge Ram because there was so much on the low end, but otherwise I kind of yeah. was just like, eh, this sounds fine. Or I, yeah, uh -huh. I, I'm not technically yeah. oriented in this way. <laughs> oh, that's, that's cool. I, I'm just curious. Um, because it's, um, I mean, it's, you, it's a different space, but it's got a different vibe, and it feels, you know, like it's an intentional vibe, and it doesn't sound like it's poorly recorded because it was poorly recorded. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I appreciate that. It definitely was like a very different. I mean, I'm not saying it was poorly recorded. I'm saying oh, no, no, no. it doesn't sound like. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I didn't take it that way. I totally get you. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It, it was just a very different vibe in terms of, like, what I wanted to make than other stuff, too. So I think it, at the time, I felt like the echoey or, like, the, I don't know, 
technically poor quality of some elements of it kind of worked for what I was doing. Um, yeah. There is, I'm glad we're talking about, so this is 2000 Dodge Ram. I'm glad we're talking about it because specifically on this song, I hear like another layer of synth or process guitar or I don't, can you tell me what that is or? So this was the first song that I recorded and it was entirely the space. I remember like wow. seeing in your email that you wow. asked what that sound was and I was like, oh, I can't wait to say this. Yeah, it's nothing. Like it's literally just the sound of my classical guitar, like um, classical guitar really needing to be like restrained and just like echoing very poorly in this like huge cavernous room prior to me hanging blankets wow. and stuff like that to try to like offset some of it. Um, so... Yeah, that's just the guitar. That's awesome. And, that like, space is magical. I, I love that yeah. sound. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it would have been more magical if it didn't flood like every month, but otherwise it was fine. <laughs> Fair. It was great for recording. <laughs> yeah, great for recording. I can maybe talk to the new tenant and like strike some kind of deal. <laughs> Let me know when it's dried out, and I'll come to the court. <laughs> what's, what's wild to me about that being a natural space is that the the guitar is, is plenty present. Like, there's plenty of the initial sound of it. It's clear. I can tell exactly what you're doing. But then that haze that's all around it. Yeah, that's wild. Sound great. Thank you. That's Six Foot Shadow by Faith Maddox. Uh, is there anything we didn't get to, Faith? Or like, I don't know, what, uh, having heard all that, I guess, and some of it, it's been a while, what's, what's on your mind? What are your, what are your impressions now? Um... I'm a firm believer that like all of our past selves still exist, like in the moment that we're in, like every part of us that's ever been and ever will be is like here with us now. And so it's kind of comforting to think okay. that like the parts of me that felt compelled by creating those things like still exist within me and that the parts of me that's learned more like can kind of converse with those to create something more in dialogue with each other and, and something maybe more meaningful to things that I couldn't really express at that point. Well, that's beautiful. I couldn't say, (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't say that any better. And I really mean, I mean, I think that's a great, um, you know, we're all the three of us, we're all into kind of lifelong, you know, music making and, and, uh, it's an it's an avocation for Nate and I, you know, it's um, something we do for for fun and for connection and for the journey. And um, and while Royce, you know, earns a living from it, it I, it's still, you know, personally meaningful. You know, you're not just punching the clock down there, Royce. You're uh, you're putting your heart and soul into it. And we know, you know, we heard that like with when we listened to Clint's album a few weeks ago. Right. I mean. 
Um, and that's just one example, but I know you put, you put a lot into that, but I think that's really, I guess, sorry, I'm, I'm taking up a lot of space here, but as a, when I was at kind of your stage with just a few years of songs behind me, I was much less generous to my earlier selves. And Mm. it's, it's been a longer and, and harder road for me to, to learn that generosity. It's really awesome to see that you have it and, and can access that at this stage. Um, Cause I think that does set you up to do, uh, you've already done work that I think is incredible and, and it does set you up. I think that's a really great um, mindset to take into what you're going to do in the future. Thank you. I definitely wouldn't be able to think that if I hadn't gotten into the work that I ended up getting into um, as that very fritly as to send it was being written um, with which is the job that I still have. And I've just, I don't know, lots of therapy too, but yeah, kind of both. <laughs> We're very pro therapy here at the long play. I was going to say. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if any of the very popular uh, therapy podcast sponsors wanted to get at us about <laughs> <laughs> sponsoring would be excellent we could really do the uh the ads for let's not say it we all know what it is but yep. let's bring them on board as a sponsor <laughs> <laughs> this was a pleasure I, yeah i appreciate yeah, you sharing um, your music with us and talking to us about it yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, you know, to to Howie's point, you know, looking back, I was playing music, interested in music, at, you know, when I was 17, 18, but yeah, um, rec- you know, doing the recording and stuff like that, that yeah, it's super, super impressive. Um, just really cool that that came out and then, yeah, to, to hear from, you know, from what you know what we were first listening to uh last week and uh versus the, the two <laughs> two more recent ones and and just yeah. yeah um it's all very cool um very well done really had a good time listening to it yeah thank you yeah. so much i really appreciate all of your kindness and for having me on i'm like was so honored when i got the email it felt so cool yeah. <laughs> We may have to give a shout out to uh, um, Megan Luttrell, who who might have uh, sent me your link or mentioned you as a good candidate for the show. I honestly can't remember. It might have been Megan. I might have just been surfing the Lawrence tag on Bandcamp. I can't remember, but Megan, if it was you, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Megan. <laughs> always always thankful to Megan. Should. Um, so faithmaddox.bandcamp.com, uh, great place to stream the music, buy the music, which is what I recommend and have done myself. Um, Faith, where else uh, can people find you online or, or get in touch with you that you want to mention? Yeah, um, I mean, you can listen to all of my music on other platforms, but I kind of forget that you can buy music nowadays. I'm a product of Gen Z, unfortunately, in some junctures. <laughs> um, but Bandcamp, yeah. Otherwise... Um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, it's like at Faithica with two A's after the F. 
Uh, I'm on Twitter, but you can't tell my boss that I'm on Twitter with the account that I'm on Twitter with. It's at Nightmare Shrew, and you can see me tweet about all kinds of anti-capitalist things and other <laughs> things that I'm doing in life. So, um, yeah, that's really it. Very cool. Faith Maddox, it's been a pleasure. This has been the Long Play Listening Party. Later, everybody. Thank you.